movies are everywhere. You know, they take up a big chunk of the entertainment industry, Hollywood, whatnot. But video games, they sometimes attempt to one-up movies. You know, you got movie adaptations of video games, most of them not being that good, but you understand what I'm getting at. But what if someone, a game, for say, takes the perspective of it being mainly cinematic, but still having a level of interactivity that makes it become a, still a video game? Well, that we look forward to interactive dramas. Now, interactive dramas, you don't see a lot. They take a lot of work to do, you know, you got to find actors, you know, you got to do a lot of motion capture, which is a big thing of interactive dramas, motion capture. So it takes a lot of time to set all this stuff up. And most of them, all well, actually, nearly all of them have a different paths that you can take, depending on choices that you make. And they have to set up all that stuff, making sure it all ties together. It's not disjointed or whatnot. And we look forward to another two, Quantic Dream and Supermassive Games. Both are studios that both have been involved in, in interactive dramas, or at least interactive games, per se. Supermassive Games have made games like Until Dawn and the Dark Pictures Anthology series, while, Super, while Quantic Dream are much older. Supermassive's more recent, but Quantic Dream's much a much older studio. They've made games like uh indigo prophecy fahrenheit as as its other name uh heavy rain mm, uh beyond two souls detroit become human but today in particular we're going to be talking about a specific entry in particular one that i was able to get my hands on and that is heavy rain in this episode Honest to God game reviews. To begin this podcast, we're gonna I'm gonna introduce you actually this time to a co-host of mine who will discuss these games with and sort of share our opinions, and that is none other than my good friend Dominic. Say hi, Dominic. Hello. Yeah, and uh, we'll just go from there and we just discuss yeah no we uh we share our opinions we kind of see how we feel about certain parts and then of course in the end we'll give our score on a scale from one to ten so heavy rain is a 2010 interactive drama developed by quantum dream as i said before and it's probably one of the more grounded entries in comparison to Quantic Dreams, other titles, you know, with robots, uh, sci-fi, paranormal, whatever. This one's generally the most grounded as it takes a more crime thriller approach. Now, I myself have completed the game to its full extent, got to one of the endings and so on and so forth. Dominic, how far have you actually gotten in the game? Because um, I know I you've played it. it. I've not, yeah, I've not beaten it, but I have watched the playthrough. Okay, you watched the playthrough. So you at least understand, and of course, yeah. before we, of course, continue on, I will say that there are going to be spoilers for this game's story. So in case you actually want to play this game, I would suggest doing it 
uh, yourself. You can find it on Steam. It's mainly available on PlayStation, but it's yeah. <laughs> it's about going from there. But no, so Heavy Rain's story, you play as four different characters. And as you switch in between them as the story progresses, you got Ethan Mars, Madison Page, I think. Isn't it Page? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Norman. Norman Jaden. I... Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Scott Shelby. And they all have one thing in common to hunt down the origami killer. An infamous serial killer who... Well, he kills kids, basically. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, he drown, but he doesn't. That's the thing, though. So, like, he drowns them technically, and then leaves origami, and you know, you got calling cards, whatnot, and they are all following different leads. So, like, you know, uh, Dominic, uh, Ethan, he is more directly involved doing taking these yeah. trials that the killer had. Uh-huh. There's a. Uh, uh, there's Norman, who's an FBI agent brought in, and you, like, you had that ongoing, offgoing sort of, like, conflict between Norman and Blake. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, and, and then Scott, who is definitely, uh, like, honestly, man, like, Blake, I, that's the thing, too, Dominic, I knew, I already seen like the the big twist and I was still surprised that he would be that like cruel, you know what I mean? Yeah, me too. Yeah. It, like it's uh, but no. No, yeah. Anyways, it's an interactive drama, so there's not much engagement. You can move around, you can uh interact, but of course on PC you use the mouse with some of the interaction sequences, so like you click, you hold down click, you move like left, right. Maybe you sometimes spin, sometimes you have to go slowly, sometimes you have to hold down both buttons on the mouse and then shake it like up and down or left or right. And you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it kind of provides a nice level of engagement to it all, wouldn't you think, Dominic? Like, yeah. I'm trying, I'm not trying, I'm trying to bring you into this because I'm taking oh, the whole yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. You're good. Um, on one thing though, on PlayStation with the interactions and like the cutscenes, um, it does do that, but like it's more triangle, circle, square. Yeah, it's it's a bit different on mouse and keyboards. Like for the button prompts, it's a WASD, and then uh, another interesting thing though, I don't know if you remember this, Dominic, but so. Heavy Rain was released on the PlayStation 3 and originally. Yeah. And it used the gyroscope. Do you know gyroscope. what that is? Gyroscope. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. So the gy- a gyroscope is like, so like picture the control, like you're holding a PlayStation controller yeah. and you like turn it, like let's say you just turn the controller to the left. It will do oh. something to interact in that way. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. It's a bit different, I think, here. Because the controls, I think, because I saw a video, like, reviewing it, and the controls for it are a bit different. Like, you to move around, you actually have to, like, hold down a button and then just move around. And it seems not much, but it is definitely seems very inconvenient for the PlayStation controller. 
Yeah, I would uh say that PlayStation controllers are more like you feel more immersive. Yeah, they do feel it. more immersive. They have a lot of stuff going with it. Like you have like more yeah. recently, you got like a you course the gyroscope, yeah, so but triggers. you also like have a microphone. Like until Dawn actually used it, so like you had to in certain moments. Oh, I beat that game. That game. We we might have to do an episode on that game. Oh my. We might. Gosh. That's the thing though. You can probably take full control of that because I've seen. Even though I've seen gameplay, I've never played it because one i don't have a playstation but maybe uh, yeah no definitely you can take full control of that episode it is so immersive with like you having to be quiet uh-huh. and not do anything yeah it's that's crazy. the thing too like what heavy rain does as well it's very engaging i was like there were so many scenes where i was fully entranced in the game with like certain segments like the bear trial just that scene alone is i can go on and maybe on for like 10 minutes about you have a uh, madison's fight against the doc the crazy surgeon you got norman's oh, yeah. ch- oh the chasing through the market that was a good one i remember that yeah I, I do remember that. now despite how good we're talking about this game there are a few minor flaws but it's mainly not exactly in the gameplay itself. It's actually kind of more of which in uh, it's more of a in sort of like aging. It kind of it kind of got messed up by the passage of time. Wouldn't you yeah, say? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Um, I I think I mean in comparison to today, uh, you know, the game uses full blown motion capture, and it's still impressive at certain points that like geez, this was full-on motion capture, you know? Because they had to, like, I'm pretty sure, because there's some bonus content you can see in the game after going, like, passing certain chapters, and it shows, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. I'm pretty sure there was, like, three, maybe, like, 300 sessions of, like, motion capture, or I think it's somewhere in the hundreds where they, it was literally just, uh, like, just motion capture for all the different paths you can take. Yeah, um, with the, like you said about getting messed up with time, motion capture, oh, it's, it's really good, but, like, comparing to games with, like, that are out now, such as, like, God of War Ragnarok, uh, I will say that with the more immersive the graphics are, Mm -hmm. more, like, the less people think of, like, older games, like, so, for example, if we take, like, Elden Ring, and we mm-hmm. compare it to, to Heavy Rain, I would say that people would not like Heavy Rain because of the yeah. graphics and how old they're getting. Yeah, there's a, there's a, I'm pretty sure, like, despite actually the glamorous reviews, it's gone, and, like, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's kind of that situation where they try to make realistic-looking graphics, you know, like, um... yeah. And it used it ages quick faster because you notice it much more simpler. But then mm-hmm. you take something like uh, like something with a unique art style, like maybe uh, what's a good example? Uh, I don't know. Do you have anything, Dominic, about a good example like uh, a good unique art, art style? style? Yeah. Uh, unique art style. I would say Stray. Stray, Stray had okay. a very unique art style. Yeah, Stray. With the I think... dystopian society. 
Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's maybe fine. Uh, uh, but no, like with that unique art style, it kind of ages more, uh, slowly, more slowly, but, mm-hmm. uh, it kind of just goes on from there. But yeah, enough about the game itself. We're now going to move on to at least us attempting to capture much of the story. All right. <laughs> Let's see how much I remember. Yeah, absolutely. So the story of Heavy Rain is, as we both said before, you play as four characters who are all simultaneously trying to hunt down a serial killer called the Origami Killer. And mm-hmm. there's different sort of like takes on it. So like Ethan Mars is probably by far the most <laughs> famous character in like he's probably the most well recognized in the whole game both for good and then mainly horror reasons wouldn't you think yeah because like you got you got the performance itself which is (laughs) it's it's uh, it's cheesy that's that's the big thing of heavy it it all a lot of the performances some are pretty decent but then there's a lot of cheese it's like you could fill up like a whole cheese platter i think ethan though takes the cake um and then like and then so like ethan as we continue on of course ethan is an architect who you know he was living a happy life he had a family and all that but then on one day they were at the mall and one of his kids named jason like starts to wander off and it's like oh i gotta explain this stuff it's like ethan has a wife and two kids sean and jason Jason, it, and on this specific day, it's Jason's birthday, and so they're at the mall for some reason, I guess, to celebrate his birthday, and Was they, this when uh, they bought the balloon? Uh, yeah, no, he wanders, perfect. like, he wanders, he stops at this clown to get a balloon. Yeah, okay. And then, and then as Sean decides to just walk away more, uh, the clown is like, hey, you owe me two bucks, and you have to, like, check each of your pockets, like, and it just and it tenses up. But the one thing, though, I think that kind of... Because, in my personal opinion, that scene is a really tense scene. Like, with the music and all that. Just yeah. trying to find your son within the crowd of, like, all these people. And the only way you can try to catch up to him is with a balloon. I think that was a really yeah. well-done scene. But Showing it's... how, like, the... Sorry. But yeah, no. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, you're good. Uh, Showing... Uh, how, like, it is in real life to find mm-hmm. somebody, and you can yeah. only look at the balloon. It is very... You can only, like, it's your only source, and then, like, he gets distracted, he mistakes Jason for, like, some other kid, and then, like, a bunch of balloons go up, and, uh... Yeah. And then, like, but the one thing, though, I'd say, because I have this in my notes when I played it, is... Is that there's a lot of, there's a few things in certain, like, really tense scenes that can, like, mess up the tone greatly. Like, so, like, you have the infamous, like, Jason prompt, where you, like, you press a button and, like, Ethan will call out to Jason. Oh, yeah. You can just spam it over and over. Jason, Jason, Jason. Jason. Jason, Jason, I, yeah. it just you could just keep going and going until 
Um, yeah, you're fine. Uh, you can keep going and going and going until, like, until you actually get into an actual cutscene where Jason somehow gets across the street. You call to him. Ethan calls to him. Mm. A car is coming because Ch- Jason's stupid and doesn't look both ways when he's crossing. And a car yeah. comes by. Ethan, though, does try to save it. Like, it looks like he got in the way. That's the thing, too. He jumps. He, like, sacrifices his body. And somehow Jason still dies. That's I know. Bit, it's a bit weird there, too. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, I know. But then and they explain, though, that uh, kind of that, uh, like, Ethan, though, did get injured. He got, like, a... Uh, he got, he was in a coma, and then he, like, six months, like, half a year, I think, six months, and then, uh, he had a concussion. Like, I think a serious one. But that's about it, you know? And then, uh, and then we move on to Scott Shelby, a private detective who's, who's hired by, uh... Is that the guy with the black hair? Uh, no, that's Norman. Norman is, uh, the guy with the black hair. Scott is the fat dude who has asthma. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he like yeah, I know. It's like it's a weird addition. Oh, wait, no, I see. Uh but no, we'll we'll get to that explanation later. But no, Scott Shelby, at least in the beginning, he explains like to he basically gives out through dialogue that he was hired by the fi- the families of the origami killers victims to help investigate and try to track him down. He first meets up with this woman named Lauren who's a prostitute and like she doesn't exactly give away everything but then this one guy comes in like he's like I want to see you Lauren and like he breaks down the door he's like like and then Scott like if you choose to you can like bust in like hence a fight scene you know that was a pretty cool scene though too the the fight scene where he's beating up the criminal uh, not the criminal. I think you're thinking of the store. This is yeah, just a random. This is just a dude. Like Lauren explains that the dude that like you fight, he was a, a client of hers, but uh-huh. I think like she cut ties with him and he was not happy about it. Oh, and so, okay. Yeah, and so uh, after that, you know. Like Lauren, because Lauren though he ends, she ends up becoming like a partner for Scott, like later in the game. So like she mm-hmm. wants, like she is dedicated to finding her son. Now the thing is like about this is like Scott's segment in the beginning playing as Scott, he's going to all these different families who lost like a child to the origami killers. So, like there's um. A store, so like the storefront with the robber, the criminal. Okay, yeah. So like he talks to the to the the owner. This guy comes in and robs the place, and you can either sneak up behind him, or you can like go full confrontation and like try to talk him out of it. I think, but in the end, mm-hmm. if you like succeed or whatever, he gives you this shoebox. And uh, okay. yeah, Norman's section. Uh, I gotta admit, though, Norman's, though, is definitely the weakest. I think he's he he doesn't have a lot of great segments. I think it's mainly because of the airy mechanic. So, like, mm-hmm. Norman, yeah, like, Norman uses these glasses 
like these super fancy glasses that make him like be able to do a full like special analysis of a crime scene and he uses this glove too but also kind of like carter and the trip computer yeah maybe yeah no i could see that because i know what you're talking about yeah no connor maybe Except Connor's a robot. This is just a human. Who's yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, Connor's a bit of a, he's he's an he's an android. Norman's like an actual person. He's a person who's using like these super fancy like high tech glasses and uh, this glove. But mm-hmm. his section's definitely kind of the weakest because there's a fair amount of scenes with him because the the scenes where there's like action like the chase scene and then like the fight near the end. It's really good, and it's really fun to go th- play through. But then, like, there's the like the slower segments. Like, you're just looking through all the evidence, and it's just kind of dull. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, like, you just, like, you're swiping, you're swiping through evidence, analyzing it. And it kind of just feels slow, and it kind of messes the, with the pacing of it, because, like... There should be this ongoing tension, which they keep, that Sean has only, like, Sean's time is, like, dwindling. But uh-huh. it's it kind of just gets messed up with, like, Norman taking his time to, like, you know, okay. Like, basically like this. Okay. There's a kid that's about to die in, like, five hours. Let me spend three hours looking at a origami. And exactly. That, it's kind of like that. I mean, it's a bit overdramatic, but it's kind of like that. Um, but no, like, and then Matt, and then you got Madison Page. Madison's a journalist who, it's not exactly a key plot point, but she suffers from insomnia a bit because, like, she struggles sleeping. And, like, you have this whole sequence where, like, she's having a nightmare where she's, like, being attacked by, like, invaders armed with knives. Mm-hmm. That scene was pretty intense, and I didn't know it was a dream. And but the thing is, like, in the insomnia, the the insom- insomnia part, it it takes it kind of is takes a back seat because it's not that important, you know, in the whole big picture. Uh-huh. But no, like she later would help Ethan when he's like he gets put, he decides to take the trials and such. Yeah. So all that stuff. But then, actually, let's move back to Ethan, too. Ethan, so, two years after the whole thing went down, because this is actually when the game takes place, it takes place two years after Jason's death. So, mm-hmm. Ethan divorces with his wife, Grace, and then, that's the thing, though. I, I think one thing, though, that I like is how the whole thing with, like, divorce, it's not, like, over dramatic in a way. Because you see Ethan's life, and... It's not as glamorous looking, but it's honestly, he's, he's gotten it better. Like, he has a very, he has a pretty nice house, actually, still. It yeah. wasn't as good as his, like, freaking model house, but <laughs> it's nice, you know? And I think it's able, that's the, the whole segment where you're just, like, taking care of Sean, because in the end, they get split custody over Sean's, so, like, they have, like, off mm-hmm. days and then days where they take care of Sean, you know, and all that. Yeah. And so, um, they're able to convey something really good. You sense this sort of sadness, you know, that, like, it's, it, it's not it as... It was very, definitely sad. 
Yeah, it's not that forceful. It doesn't feel forced. It feels right. Like, it feels... It's not even, like, supposed... It's not forcing it to the point where it's just full-on depressing. It's just somber. It just kind of makes you feel bad, you know? Because Ethan had it really good. And then, ever since Jason's death, it all kind of just fell down. Fell down from there. Because, like, there's this one room... Like, you can go into, like, what's considered his office... And, like, you see, like, the dust that's gaining on his, like, workstation because he's an architect. And he's lost, like, his passion for his work. And, like, yeah, because, like, on the desk, like, you can, like, wipe off the dust. And even when you attempt to work, you don't. You just, like, you could choose to, like, watch this old recording of, like, Jason and, like, them all having a fun time. And, you know, it kind of causes Jason, like, Ethan to break down a bit. Yeah, I I think that that sadness is conveyed really well. Yeah, uh, it's with... conveyed really well. Because, like, you could tell that now, despite the passage of time of this game, they were doing something, like, they were taking this to a nice level with its story and, like, emotions and what they were conveying and, like, and, like this feeling. Now, I think, though... I think this leads into kind of another complaint. So, like, the music that they use, though, how great it is, it kind of gets reused a bit too much. Mm-hmm. And I think... It's so, like, you could hear, like, the same, like, somber piano, like, in one scene, and then, like, 15 scenes later, you'll hear it again. Right. And it's like... Yeah. Eh, like, it's like they couldn't... It's like, because, like, there's some unique pieces, like, like music because like the music's just great you know like the composer he did really good job because it was an actual orchestra like they had an actual like it was shown in the behind the scenes video like they had like a whole orchestra doing the music yeah coming from a person who's trying to make music uh making music is hard but when you have a full orchestra there's more you can do. Yeah. If reusing the same piece over and over again, I would say would be a minor yeah. flaw. Yeah, no, it's a minor flaw. It feels a tiny bit lazy, but considering like the effort and like scale that they put into the music just in general, it mm-hmm. kind of makes up for it. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Now, we would kind of explain the story in detail but there's so many different like paths that could be taken that could lead to like so many different endings that we can't exactly get to one but i will simply explain the ending i got so in the end sean gets saved madison and ethan end up it's they get together it feels kind of forced actually though that whole is that where they move into their dream home Kind of. They move in, like, to, like, this nice apartment. Like, Ethan explains, like, he got back, like, he got, he, like, he talked with a friend, and he was able to, like, get a jump on the list. And so, like, they got this nice apartment, which just kind of looks like Madison's apartment, just without, like, the big concrete steps or whatever. Mm. Yeah. But no, like, Sean gets saved. There's, there was an option to, like, for Madison and, uh, Ethan to get together, I think, but I just went with it, you know, even how <laughs> that's another thing too. The yeah. romance scene with Madison and Ethan. Uh it feels kinda awkward because Yeah. 
the motion capture is kind of done with it poorly with how they're... <laughs> I, motion capture? Hold up. Wait, I missed this part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they did. It wasn't like full-blown like a scene. It was just like them make, basically making out. And uh, it, it's, it's kind of weird. It's so weird. Motion it's kind of uncomfortable, and it feels kind of forced. But I don't mind it because I mean, you if you under if you take it from a point where like you know Madison has been helping Ethan a lot, and you know they've been like, but this thing is like they haven't talked much. Like they don't like the only kind of interaction they get is when like uh Madison is like healing, like uh Ethan. Like there's this one scene where Madison actually so like. Actually, I feel like I should talk about this. The lizard trial, or like the... Do you know about that? The one I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Yeah. That, that scene itself, like, it makes interacting with it so, like, like, brutal. Because the trial in particular, you go to, like, Ethan... So, like, Ethan goes through these different trials where he has to do specific things. So, like, this first trial, he goes through the bear trial... He has to go to this car garage, get a car. Was that where he cuts himself? Uh, like, no, the bear trial. So, like, the, the gecko trial, himself? yes. But the bear trial is the car one. Uh, so, like, the trial in particular, he has to... So, like, the specific GPS that he gets from this car, he has to go to the destination, and then the trial begins where he has to supposedly drive into oncoming traffic for five miles in five minutes, or else he'll fail. Geez. And that whole scene just itself with you trying to control your driving and choosing different ways, it's a really intense scene that's all done by the music. And then in the end, you literally swerve off the road, but thankfully you completed the trial. Now the car's on fire and you gotta freaking get the part, like the part that you need to put into your phone to get the address, the pieces of the address. And like as the fire keeps on spreading and like it's a really well done scene. And, like, all, nearly all the trials are just, like, well done. So, like, the butterfly trial is, like, the second trial. The glass tunnels. Oh! Yeah. Oh, my gosh! That was giving me, like, I was thinking about, what if I was him? Yeah. And it's... I had to do that? Would I do that? It makes yeah, you that, think. It makes you really think, like, will you be willing to crawl through, like, a literal tunnel of glass and risk yourself getting, like, electrocuted because then, after the tunnel of glass, you have to, uh... Let me think. You have to, uh... Like, and also, like, you have to use matches. Like, you get a box of matches and you have to light a match to see where, like, which way wind is blowing, so you go that direction and find the way out. And it was, when you get there, it was, like, a ton of electric, like, yeah, like there's like things. there's like these electric pylons or something, and you have to yeah, there's like a bunch of strong wires out, and like you have to carefully crawl through them until you get to mm -hmm. the front, and like it also gives you a choice in that section too. Like you can either do the trial then, or you can just leave. And like there's a door to the side of like in the whole room with the pylons, and it just says coward on it, but. Of course, uh, I ain't no sissy, so I took the trial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Is no, there an option to not take the trial? The 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 butterfly trial? Or like all of the trials? Can you avoid yeah, all the I'm trials? I'm pretty sure there is. I'm pretty sure there is. So like, there's one trial called I think I can't remember what it's called, but the one trial has you having. So like, Ethan has to kill someone, 
he has to kill this, like, uh... No, he just has to kill someone. I think this, like, he's, like, a drug dealer of sorts. And, like, the whole thing about it is, like, you can, like... So, like, Ethan arrives at the house. He knocks on the door. I think how quickly... I love how quickly, like, the tone... Like, how everything changes so quickly. Like, it goes from, like, zero to a hundred real quickly. So, like... He he gets in. He pulls the gun on the guy. The guy's like, I'm not dying today. He goes to, like, a corner, and he pulls out a goddamn shotgun as you have to now run from him. Oh, that's the, that's the shark trial. Shark trial, yeah. The shark trial. But, no, like, the fact that that went from, like, zero to 100, I thought it would just be, like, an intensity, like, no, no, don't kill me, please. No, he's like... Like, he, he just pulls out a shotgun and starts shooting at you. And it's like, oh my gosh. Like, how intense is that? Like, it's like, it just went, like, up real quickly. But then, like, yeah. in the end, if you, like, get him, like, he runs out of bullets. And then you get the choice to actually kill him or not. So, like, you either kill mm -hmm. him and you take the picture, because, like, to in order to prove that you actually did it. And then uh, there's another one that involves... You don't kill him. You just knock him out. I think what Ethan does is like tempt to take the picture to make it look like he killed him, but he fails the trial anyway. That's kind of that's kind of one of those examples of you not being able to take a trial. And but then actually back to the gecko one. Oh my gosh, the gecko. I saw that and I was like, then again, it does make you think again. Like, what would you do if you were in that situation? Yeah, because what thing. would you do if you were in that situation? Yeah, that's the key thing. It it's like that's the whole point of the trials. Are you willing? Because like basically all the trials say, it. are you willing to risk your life to save your son? Like that's what all the paper, all that's what all the origami like papers say. And then like they give you the address to the next trial, and it's like, geez. But no, the gecko trial. Would I think, you? Would you do that? I don't know, because, like, you see, in the gecko trial, you get, like, different methods to cut off your finger. You can use, like, a blade, like a machete, or you can use scissors, like a small pair of scissors, or a saw. Yeah. And, uh, I, use, I chose the saw, and I actually, like, that's a rare achievement, too. Like, if you choose to use the scissors or the saw, you actually get a rare achievement called, like, the butcher, where... It says, like, you cut off your finger using the saw or scissors. And, like, there's also, uh, like, you need to also grab, like, disinfectant. It's like you can dump it on your freaking chopped off pinky so you can uh, survive the whole thing without getting infected. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my to... God, that must have burnt so bad. It, it hurts so bad. Like, the scream, like, that's the thing. The guy who plays Ethan, he does the screams really well. Like, his yelling and screaming. It's yeah. really done well, and it's like, uh, because, like, you actually have to, so, like, for me, who chose the saw, I, like, I had to control him, like, freaking, like, sawing his goddamn pinky off. Yeah, I know, and you and just, like, want to stop, but you're, like, gotta Yeah, you're, like, going. you want to stop, and it's like, oh, uh, because, like, I just picture exactly. yourself, like, me using my mouse, and I'm like, oh, no, why do I do this? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but no, like, there was another one, like, you can, there's, like, a flask full of, like, whiskey, I'm pretty sure, and you can, like, drink, I think, as many times as you want to, like, numb the pain, but the disinfectant is, like, the key thing, so that way you mm -hmm. don't, like, die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And then Madison, so, like, Madison was following, so, like, Madison ends up showing up after Ethan, like, completes the trial, and the police are there, because they believe, so, like, a big part is also how the police, specifically Blake, the other, like, the, like, nutso detective that Norman works with, Mm. he believes, he ends up coming to the conclusion that he believes that Ethan Mars is the origami killer, and so it ends up in this whole police scene where Madison has to, like, basically carry Ethan, like, and try to escape the police. Like, he has to get on a, like, they get down to the subway, mm-hmm. and they have to, like, they're trying to get, there's this train, you know, that's ready, and they have to get, like, freaking across the tracks. Like, they have to drop down and get across the tracks as a train is coming before like to get on this other train and for me at least they do end up getting away there is also an option that allows that ethan gets caught because like there's also another scene where the police end up finding the motel that uh he works at and so like he has to run away that was also a pretty well done scene because you can also you can either just surrender because you're like picture ethan like he's police are around there's a helicopter all that He's about to get arrested. You can either just surrender there and there, and then be taken in for investigation, mm-hmm. or you can literally just jump because like there's a bunch of like scaffolding that he'll like fall on. And I chose to jump, and he would end up getting into a taxi and going driving away because this was near the end of the game as well. Because, mm. uh, uh, but no, like. There's a lot of scenes that are done really well, and it's able to make you, like, yeah. become fully entranced and engaged into the story. Definitely. Yeah. I have, um, on the trials, again, if you don't mind, yeah. uh, for, <laughs> I'm reading somewhere, if, according to this, if Ethan completed two or fewer of the trials, he won't have enough, you know, to guess where Sean is, yeah. but if he completed three or four, he could take a guess. Yeah, he can take a guess. Or actually, no, there's another one. So I think they did this as, like, an extra. So, like, basically, the two characters that have to figure out are the location for Sean is Ethan mm-hmm. and Norman. As Norman has to do okay. with, like, evidence he finds at scenes, Madison, however, if she... Because, like, she goes to the hospital where this, like, lady with Alzheimer's and it leads her to, out of the blue, major spoiler alert, Scott Shelby's office. And it turns out that Scott Shelby, a character we've been playing as, is the origami killer. Wow. And that we've been playing as him. Like, there's literally a scene beforehand where he's, like, literally burning all the evidence he got from the families. Oh, my gosh. And it's like... Also, with another trial... Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, the rat trial where he drinks poison. Oh yeah, that one. Like that one was. Now that's <laughs> the thing too. So this is kind of leads so like um it leads into kind of what I'm about to talk about like when we get to the ending. But no, like okay. Scott Shelby's the origami killer. Madison figures out, and then Scott like he freaking like locks her in this like secret room that she found. And then she also figures out the address as well. Like, if she find, figures, guesses the password on the computer, she'll instantly, on this computer, she'll get this, uh-huh. she'll actually get the location, like, the full location, which is, like, uh, eight something Roosevelt Road. And then, okay. like, uh, 
Um, I'm I better go. She's Swiss. Uh, she, like, she then has to escape because he literally cannot leave Madison alive now because she knows who the killer is. And so he literally sets fire to his apartment with a propane tank in the center of it all. And she has to escape from the fire, which she does, for me at least. And, yeah, like, it's freaking nuts, too. Like, she she could escape from the apartment. And then, like, you get this option to either call Norman or Ethan and tell them the location. I think that's kind of, like, in case, so, like, pictured, like... Ethan knows the location, but Norman Jaden doesn't. And so uh, you can, like, call Norman and say, like, hey, this is where Sean is. And then he'll, like, I'll be right there, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. And then comes the climax of it all. Oh, boy, it's good. So, like, for me, at least, uh, Norman knows the location. Ethan makes it. Scott shows up. And, uh... Because, like, the whole reason to why he does it is, like, he wanted to find a father. So, like, in his childhood, it was kind of rough. He had a other brother named John, and then, like, his father was an alcoholic while his mother was constantly mother. at work. And they lived that near this construction. Huh? Somebody's brother fell into the construction site? Like, yeah, thing. he fell into a pipe. Oh, and the pipe and, filled like, with water. Yeah, like, he drowned because, like, there was water constantly. Like, he was like just stuck in the water and when he tried to go to his dad his dad was like like he was so drunk that he didn't do it like he didn't come with scott and so the kid would die and so and yeah like it's 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 an interesting explanation like he's trying to find a father who's willing to save their child and when where his father didn't and so and all that stuff. I think it's nice. I think it's an interesting, like, motive, I guess. But then, mm-hmm. like, so, like, you get, so, like, we, let's fast forward back again. We get to the scene, and, uh, um, so, like, Ethan's there. Scott's about to actually kill Ethan, but in case so, Norman, so, like, Norman or Madison will show up, and be like, and stop Scott, and like Scott will run away, and it'll lead to this fight scene, and uh, like the whole thing for me at least was like police showed up. There was like a sniper that was gonna shoot Ethan. Madison was trying to prove mm. to him like, hey, no, uh, Ethan's not the killer. It's this uh, other person or whatnot. And then Norman ends up getting into this big fight, like on this like moving like uh, walkway. Oh, okay. And, like, in the end, either Norman or Scott could die if you, like, fail the sequence or not from this, like, machine. It's, like, they're moving on this, like, tractor thing, whatever it is, whatever it's called. And it leads to this, like... uh, No, not a boiler. It's, like, they're outside right now. And they're on this, like, and, like, below them when they get to the end of, like, the, the moving tractor thing, whatever. I don't know what it's called. Like, uh... But whatever it is... It, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm trying to think, but it's like this grinding machine, like it grinds stuff up basically. And, uh, Scott would end up getting grinded, at least for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now that Was it the ending you got? 
Yeah, so the ending I got was Lauren, who I brought up before, who's, like, working with uh, Scott. Mm-hmm. She lived... Because, like, there was one scene where, like, they were in a car in, in, like, in the bottom of the lake. And, like, Scott could just leave her there to, die, like, drown. Yeah. And then uh, there's a... Uh, so she is, like, asks... She's at Scott's grave and is asking, like, why? Why did you do all this? And, like, she spits on his grave and then walks away. Norman, he's concerned... Because, like, I was able to find out the location before, like... Like, the whole Madison situation, like, I was able to figure out through evidence the location. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ethan was able to save Sean. So Norman... Oh, okay. Yeah, Norman is considered a hero. Like, he gets put on television and all that. And then uh, it turns out, though, like, through a little, like, indirect sort of approach to how this, oh. this one scene's done, he gets, like, it's... It basically shows that he probably got, like, permanent brain damage from using airy so much because using airy i didn't i forgot to bring this up later airy using the airy glasses it brought some nasty side effects which like he his nose starts to bleed he starts getting dizzy his hands start shaking violently and he has to take and he takes this drug like this drug that he snorts like through a vial called tripotine yeah, like, I'm pretty sure the two ways you can die is, like, you either take it every time you get, and then he could end up overdosing, or he oh. doesn't, I guess. I don't know. But no, like, um, there's also another ending, though, that's, like, I looked it up, too. So, like, if you fail, if he lives, but he fails to find out Sean's location, he basically, because the airy glass, so, like, the airy glasses, at least in this t- sort of timeline, get discontinued, and, like, the the federal bureau investigation is like hey you can take these you can keep these glasses if you want and norman is like no i don't want to and then he gets to like live a normal life as a like without the glasses you know it's like okay you know because like the ending i got with norman with like the permanent brain damage it was actually nice because you know he's considered a hero he's still working but of course Mm -hmm. he now has to kind of live with the brain damage he got from using airy so much Oh, okay. Yeah, um, and then, um... Oh. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. With... So, again, like the ending he was talking about, um, with him killing himself. Uh-huh. Uh, so, he somehow ends up in prison. I'm assuming he, yeah. like, okay. failed to... Like, he got... They think he's the origami killer. So they yeah, they still prison. think he's the origami killer, yeah. And then, he... Gets a rope somehow. Okay, I somehow think... gets a rope and ties it in and hangs it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think it's like the bed sheet situation. Like I'm pretty sure he used like his bunks, like his prison cells, like beds, uh, sheet maybe because I'm pretty sure that's like the oh, only yeah. way. Yeah. But no. Yeah. That's. I think I see because like he's like gonna be in jail for the rest of his life and he couldn't save his son, so it's like, geez, you know. Um, but no, yeah, no, that's one of the endings I got. And, um, yeah, and then, now that we finally concluded talking about the story, I think now we can start moving on to the verdict of it all. So, in the end, I found Heavy Rain to be a real- I I loved Heavy Rain so much. Now, 
like what what would you, what did you think dominic what did you think it was good i would say with newer games again like yeah it was good for the time period but newer games it's definitely gone down on my scale mm-hmm. i feel like if if we could take Heavy Rain and we can compare it to like a game such as like Beyond Two Souls or Detroit Become Human, yeah, I would, it would say yeah. those would be better in my opinion. Yeah. So, I know you want you, uh, rated on a scale of one to ten. If you don't mind, I think my scale would be probably probably a five. Five. Wow. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. I can see what you're saying in comparison to uh, the much more refined titles of Detroit Become Human and uh, uh, Beyond Two Souls. I personally, at least for my score, I gave I gave it a nine point one because this is this is the uh, the first like Quantic Dream game I've played. I might mm-hmm. sooner or later, like you can of course hop in on a review too, like maybe until dawn or whatnot, but yeah, no, I think the reason why it may not have been like a perfect like 10 out of 10 for me, because I always start off with 10 and then like deduct points based off of certain yeah. things. The point nine for me was deducted from like the tone of some scenes being of course somewhat butchered by like either uh lacking performances or uh sometimes the mo the facial animations because the facial animations yeah. can sometimes be a bit iffy and then uh and that's it you know like yeah that's about it you know like just the tone can sometimes be messed up and there's like a few memeable like moments that kind of infamous in video game and like the interactive drama industry now but no yeah, no, I can see what yeah. you're getting at with five, but okay. Yeah. But anyways, and that concludes, at least from here on out, our review of Heavy Rain. Hey everyone. Thank you guys for your patience and checking in on this episode of Honest to God Game Reviews. I will, I'm very sorry for the uh, leap of absence of it. You can of course still, see you. I'm a, I was a little bit more active uh, posting videos on YouTube. As a matter of fact, I just finished uh, a series for uh, Slender the Arrival, which I'll probably uh, tie in with a, maybe a double review episode sooner or later. But um, yeah, I'm still available on YouTube. You can check out videos I posted there at Mauricimo. And then you can also check out my Twitter account. I'm not really active on there, but you can just check out there, I guess. I don't know. But anyways, thank you guys so much for your patience. I will try to be more a bit more competent with uh trying to be at least somewhat consistent i'm trying to keep a schedule because frankly with all that i do now it definitely get more time so more now with uh recording i'll definitely try to get a fair amount this month because of course christmas break for me is starting to show up around the corner so thank guys for your patience yet again my deepest apologies and i shall see you all in the next episode